Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I'm joined here with the lovely Brie Tucker. Hello, everybody. How are you? We have such a great interview for you today with Jennifer Rosskamp, who is the founder of The Intentional Mom and also the mom to nine kids. Which that alone right there deserves its own award. It does deserve its own reward. And Jennifer is a personal friend of mine. And I can tell you, oh my gosh, not only is she mom to nine kids, but she also homeschools her nine kids. She runs adventure races. She is just, she's phenomenal. All of a sudden, I'm I'm feeling very very low in my accomplishments right there. Oh no! It's <laughs> but not... she, but really, no. She was amazing. So many so many wonderful things. She makes it seem so doable. She does. She makes it seem so doable. And I think that you are going to find a lot of tips in here that you can apply to your own life that will help take away some of the guilt about like wearing too many hats at once as well as really practical strategies like the one on the door. Yes, she had the most wonderful uh, printable sign, which we shared at the time when we did the podcast or did the recording of it. Uh, We had a uh, schoolwork group going. And so many moms, like not even the entrepreneur moms, but just moms that were working from home Mm -hmm. because of everything going on. Uh, It had a really, really great little thing where it just said like stop and it helped walk your children through the logical thought process of do I really need to stop in and bug mom about this right now? Yeah. So Jennifer's whole mission is to help busy women and moms find strategies to make everyday life easier and also find more time for what really matters to them. She's also the founder of Thriving on a Dime coaching program and we hope you enjoy our chat with Jennifer. This episode is brought to you by the DOT student planning system. It is the only system that gives students a planner and this is really big from the teacher side of me, Brie, and teaches them how to use it. Which is phenomenal. Because how many times has your have your kids gotten a planner, they brought it home from school, and then it was empty for the right. rest of the year? Unless someone tells them exactly what to write in it, they have no idea. They have no idea. And when we went to my daughter's middle school orientation, the principal was standing up there in the gym in front of all these parents, obviously pre-COVID life people. But... People asked, well, what can I do to prepare my kid for middle school and how to succeed? And he listed off, well, you got to teach them long-term planning, planning for those big projects, as well as how to manage their time and how to manage their extracurriculars outside of school with their responsibilities inside school. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how do we do that as parents? Well... The dot planner does help that. The I mean, dot planning system helps with that. Lays yeah. it out step by step. It's designed in a very specific manner to mm-hmm. help the, help your children be able to figure out what are their just let's start with the time chunking, right? Time chunking because I teach your kids how to time block and time chunk each night where they actually plan out their nights after school. They write in those extracurricular activities and then they make a plan on how to finish all of their class responsibilities. In between those times, they're doing extracurriculars. That's really, really helpful for those visual learners like myself. Mm -hmm. I need to see something literally written out to be able to understand that, oh, I don't have that time that day. Yeah, exactly. And then long-term projects, like those month-long projects that kids leave until the last minute. Well, let's say like the lovely annual science project. Yeah. So I also teach them how to lay out exactly what they'll need to do for the long-term project. And then they plot the time that they'll work on it. Right. So they can actually see and then be able to chunk in and have those those little check marks of, oh, this task is done. 
So if you want your child to be a lot more organized in terms of school and give them those life skills that they're going to use forever, check out the DOT student planning system. There is a link for you right in the show notes. You want mom life to be easier. That is our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our own lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So, hey, Jennifer, I am so happy that you are joining us today. You are one of the hardest working women that I know. And just from knowing you personally, I can tell you exactly what Jennifer um, pretty much excels at. You do adventure racing, you homeschool, uh, and you have nine kids, and you run a business, a successful online business. So (laughs) we have so much to chat about. First off, let's get uh, like a little background on you. So like, can you tell us a little bit about why you decided homeschooling was best for your family? Well, it was a decision we made long, long ago. Like our oldest, who is now 19, was under a year old. And I just knew that I wanted to be able to have a little bit more control over what my kids were learning. I wanted to focus on things that were really important to me, like not that the general subjects aren't, but I wanted to be able to focus like on character. And I wanted to make sure that my kids had basic household skills. And I wanted to make sure that they knew how to interact with, you know, adults and kids. And I wanted just, I wanted to be able to give them a lot of life experiences. And I knew from having obviously been in school myself as a kid and doing sports and stuff that by the time you do all of that, there's just not there's not any time left over. And the really cool thing about homeschooling too, is that instead of sending your kids to school, instead of them going away for the, you know, kind of the bulk of the day, like usually when kids come home from school, they're kind of tired, they're kind of grumpy, they're kind of worn out, they're ornery. And, you know, so you kind of get your kids back after they've kind of given the best of themselves to everybody else. And so I wanted to be able to just kind of experience the best of my kids rather than getting them home all cranky and ornery. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wanted to be able to focus on what what each of my kids found interesting and, and just kind of have the freedom to do that more than they would get in a traditional classroom. I love that. I love that you wanted the best of your kids. That was like the main reason behind your decision because I'm seeing that a lot with online schooling right now. Like even though my kid, like I don't technically consider myself a homeschooler, uh, even with them at home and being able to like take breaks during lessons, you don't get the fatigue and you don't get the tiredness and the right. grumpiness. Yeah. Uh, so that's a definite, a definite benefit to it. I love that. Did you always homeschool or did you like have, did they go to traditional schooling and then always nope, homeschool? Yep. You always knew. Reading. Yep. My oldest was three and a half when we started, she was ready to start to read and she was reading by four, like first grade, second grade level books. All my kids have not been that way. <laughs> that was just her. So yeah. It's no, always the first just, child. Always. Yeah. I know. Right. The one that and deceivingly we makes you think it's going to be so easy. <laughs> I know. I know it, right? But we just, you know, took it year. We knew that we were going to take it year by year. And we were going to say, this is what we're doing this year. And every year we were going to re-examine it. 
And every year we double check with our kids and say, you know, do you guys want to go to school? And they're like, no. So um, we went into it literally just on a year by year basis, had no idea if you would have asked me, because my oldest is starting her second year in college now, if you would have asked me if I would homeschool my kids all the way through high school, I would have said no way because I mean, like, it's just a huge deal. And how do you teach biology and how do you do all that stuff? But um, I think when you approach it with just a year by year attitude that this is just what we're doing now and this is this is all I know right now and and it's good for now that it really you'll kind of get the answers as you go. You definitely don't have to have all the answers in the beginning. That's that's great advice that you don't have to have all the yeah. answers in the beginning. Would you say that when you first started you had like a, a certain degree of anxiety or concern about oh my gosh how am I going to do this? I didn't only because I was, well, if I let myself think too far down the road, I did. If I thought about high school and how much I hated algebra and, you know, I mean, if I thought about that, I would have, but I knew that all I had to think about was preschool slash kindergarten. Like, and I felt confident that I could handle preschool slash kindergarten. So yeah, I, I really didn't. But if I looked too far down the road, I certainly would have. That's a really good piece of advice there. I right? think it, I think it's great yeah. for this time too, because right now we're kind of, we're in this period of uncertainty and we have no idea, like no clue what's coming next. And I think that's driving a lot of us crazy. Like I know it's driving you crazy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need stability. I need plans. I need structure. And when everything keeps changing constantly, and I, I just left the preschool director position for a district and came over to this scenario and it just, yes, I'm very, very <laughs> I loved all my friends there. I did, but this is like exactly where I needed to be. But I mean, it's been, it's been a tough year mentally. And then I feel like a lot of the parents I talk to right now, like that's been their struggle. I think it is a huge struggle for you guys because it was a choice that I made, you know, and it, and it wasn't one that I was thrown into. Like I, I wouldn't want to be you guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, my, my choice, I got, I had time and I, had the ability to research and make sure that I was capable and that I felt capable and that I felt equipped and all of that stuff as much as I could. But like, you know, you guys are just thrown in the pot. I can understand anxiety that I did not have because I did not come to homeschooling the same way you guys are coming to school at home or homeschooling or whatever term you want to put on it. Like it, it was a totally different approach for both of us. And I much prefer what I would much prefer mine. (laughs) I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like i still add the coffee on there because i like it a lot ag1 tastes really good too and i enjoy my glass every single morning ag1 is a supplement i trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why i'm excited to welcome them as a new partner if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. That's a good point because a lot of parents like... The ones who are choosing to do homeschooling right now over online schooling, they really feel like they're being forced into it. Like they have no choice. They see how bad and how hard spring was. And they're now seeing, thinking like homeschooling is the only option for kids. Mm -hmm. And so that's interesting that you put it that way, because I've had a hard time seeing that viewpoint almost because just as a former public school teacher, I know that teachers are very adaptable and how it is one year is definitely not indicative of how it is like the next year and the next year and the next year. Mm -hmm. So I never had any, any questions about going back to the school system, but hearing it from you and seeing like, okay, yeah, this is a choice that people feel like they they don't have the option to make. I could totally understand that and see the, right. See the trouble. Well, and it's interesting too, from the child development perspective, because we talk Mm -hmm. about this all the time with our kids, like give them choices, allow them to have some control over things. And as Mm -hmm. parents right now in this epidemic, a lot of us don't have very many choices. A mm-hmm. lot of our, our daily choices have been, they're, they're just not options for us right now. When you are a true homeschooling mom, like I am, like I make my own rules and you guys are not making your own rules. But here's my encouragement, totally aside, you need to find some things that you do still control so that feel in control of so that you don't feel like all of that is lost. Whether that's your daily schedule to some extent or whether that's what you guys do outside of fooling times or whatever, just really, I guess my encouragement there would be find some things that you really do have control over and so that you don't feel like all is lost, right? So that you don't feel like you've surrendered all of that. So going off of that, you run your own business from your home. You run the intentional mom. You also have all your kids at home all the time. So what things do you remain in control of so that then you can like devote your brain power to your business as well as give your kids attention? Yeah, that's a really good question. So here's something that I talk about so often and in so many different ways. And that is one of, I think the biggest helps I figured out to homeschooling So you have all these different roles, right? You are mom, you are working mom, you are a school teacher, you are homemaker, you are taxi service, you are all of these different things. IT. IT. IT has been a hard one. Yeah. (laughs) You are all of these things. And so they are separate roles. And while there's going to be times that they bleed together, One of the smartest things I think that I came up with and that has been a lifesaver for me is that when it comes to like my home stuff 
And when it comes to my mom stuff, not the homeschooling mom, but just mom, we're going to play a game. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to read a you know chapter book aloud for fun at night before bed to separate all of those roles and designate different times that you're going to focus on things as much as you can. Now, that's not to say that things aren't going to bleed over, right? Because they are right? You're doing your mom thing and then your kids in the other room saying, oh my gosh, the internet just went down and I have to, right? So you're going to have to do that. But the cool thing that happens is when you kind of plan out your day in terms of, all right, so for me, I get up before my kids. That's time that I focus on my business and getting out and doing some exercise, which actually I'm usually doing business stuff at the same time. But like, <laughs> that's what I'm doing at that point. And then when I come home, I'm focusing more on the mom slash homemaking stuff. I'm making sure my, you know, my kids have what they need. I'm making sure everybody's eating breakfast. We've got the dishwasher unloaded, all that stuff. And then after that, we focus again on kind of getting the breakfast done. So that's more like home stuff. And then we switch to homeschool mode. And what that does is when you kind of know what your area of focus is going to be, and you kind of have that mapped out into different time blocks throughout the day, you give yourself permission. This is the huge thing. You give yourself permission to not feel like you are supposed to be wearing all of the hats at one time. When you're trying to wear all of the hats, you're going to feel like you're dropping them all. But when you know that right now I'm focusing on these things right here and in 20 minutes I'm going to focus on the next things, you don't feel like you are failing because you're not paying attention to that other role over there right now, because it's just not what you're focusing on right now, but in a little bit, you are gonna focus on that. So that whole permission thing is huge because you can't wear all the hats at one time. Oh, and I love that. I love that because I constantly feel, and I know many moms constantly feel like we're pulled in so many directions all at once. And that, that contributes to a lot of, well, I would say on my part, grumpiness. I get pretty grumpy when I get pulled everywhere. And I love your idea of like time blocks and really setting your intentions for the day and remaining present in those blocks so that you don't feel like you're pulled everywhere. Right. That's exactly it. Instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't even like say hi to my kid today because I was so busy doing all these other things. You're fully present because you took care of those other things that all needed to be taken care of. You're able to be more present in each piece and part that you're doing at the time. And you feel much more fulfilled, and I might even say in control, because you are more present in everything instead of spread out between all the things. Right, everybody gets 10% of you, that you just feel so stressed out, but if you're able to give 100%, it feels so much better. Now, do you share your time blocks with your kids? Do they know ahead of time what times are for each thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, on a general, on on an overview. So for instance, we have different, I don't know what you would say, signals maybe. So like if I'm in my office right now, I'm in my office and my door is closed. My kids know it's the blood or vomit rule, right? I love that rule. That's my favorite rule. Yes. (laughs) Not blood or vomit. This is the door, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't overuse the door either. So sometimes I'll be in my door, in my office, and the door will be open. And my kids know, and we've, I've just kind of said, you can come in here if you need to. You know, I can more easily be interrupted when the door is open. And then there'll be other times, sometimes I take my kids in here to do school too, by the way. Sometimes I'll be in here because we need to just get through certain things. 
So I'll have a couple of my boys in here and we're working through something. Sometimes we're doing school in the middle of the living room and that's when everything and I'm totally, it's not hands off at that time. So yes. And I have a sign on my door that talks about, there's like a matrix of it's, it's the stop checklist. Like, can someone else solve this problem for you? Right. Um, can this wait? I mean, it's just, it's those levels of urgency. Like my, like they just need to see it like they know, but it's literally there. Like, and it literally says stop, right? Do you share this matrix anywhere? Do you share it anywhere? You, th this is gold. It's gold, Jennifer. <laughs> it's gold. Like I will print it out and yeah. put it on my office door right now. I, yeah. it's <laughs> I don't even know what it's in, but yes, it is. It's the in mom available checklist. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's it. In a note. That is awesome. Checklist. That is awesome. I feel like I need that. Some of those reminders too. I use for like focus breaks. Yeah. How many times do your kids ask you a question that they could have asked someone else or they could have answered on their own? Cause one of the questions is, do I already know the answer to this? Right. Can anyone else? <laughs> that's a good question that? to ask. Or are those just my kids? Right. Nope. Not your, no, <laughs> I think we could all say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then did I really have to go to mom for that one? Yeah. Could, yeah. Was there somebody else that I could speak to for sure? Yep. But I think kids just feel like everything is urgent, right? And you're yeah. the problem solver of all, especially like when dad's home. Like I'll say to my kids, isn't there another parent here? You know, my kids will be like, oh yeah. <laughs> I get that too. I definitely get that too. And, and it's so funny because my husband notices it happening. Like when my kids go to him and he'll be like, guys, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> it's tunnel. It's, I think I heard the phrase like default parent. It's the default, default parent. parent thing sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So with all of your kids working together on homeschool, I mean, they're all at different grade levels. So yeah. how does that, that work for you when they're all doing different things? Like, how do you manage that? I have more kids than probably anybody who's listening. So oh, remind, I, remind everybody how many say, kids you have and what yeah. their ages are. Cause what, we didn't go through that. Yeah. I wanted to hear like what grades you're doing. Yeah. So there's nine of them. So, um, my 19 year old, she's graduated last year. So she's, she's been doing the college thing. My next one is, uh, almost 18 and he is in his junior year. And my next one down is just 16 last week. And she is halfway through her sophomore year. So she's ready to flip to junior here pretty quick. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? 
Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. And that's the thing about true homeschooling too, is my kids just kind of go at their own pace. Like my oldest got done a year and a half early and we just had her take a bunch of extra classes, stuff like that. And like not college, like the maturity level just isn't, there's a big difference between 16 and a half and 18 and kids going away to college classes, I feel like. So my 16 year old, um, she's just like halfway through sophomore year. And then my next one is 13. She's starting eighth grade. My next one is 10. He's going to be flipping to fifth grade. My next one is eight and my next one is six and I school them together because my sixth year old is a, was a, is a really quick learner and my eight year old is a, a regular learner and it was a way that I could combine them. So for a long time, my 18 year old and 16 year old, I also schooled them together. Same reason. Um, so sometimes like for instance, I'll, you know, kind of give the eighth grader more hard stuff and kind of give the sixth grader more hard, you know, easier stuff. So there's times where we slightly separate, but the overall thing, the overall curriculum they're using is the same. And I will just give the eighth grader, like, so for math, the eight, the eight year old can handle a lot more, like he can handle addition, subtraction, more, you know, two digit numbers and single digit numbers. Whereas the six year old, he really can't quite grasp that yet. So when I make them worksheets, you know, they've all learned, they've learned the same thing, but they're not to the same level of mastery. So the eight-year-old gets something different than the six-year-old. And then my four-year-old, she's officially starting kindergarten this year. And then I have a two-year-old and she just is around taking it all in. But I will say this, I will say my high schoolers, my oldest, I did school homeschooling for her myself through 10th grade. But when she got to 11th grade, like we made it through algebra. We are still standing through algebra. And I will tell you, and when I was in school with algebra, I can't even tell you how many times I cried. So we made it through there. But um, when she hit 11th grade, the curriculum that we had used all throughout starting in third grade, they have an online academy. So I switched her to the online academy in 11th grade. She could get the biology labs that way, right? That's always something people ask. How do you deal with biology labs and chemistry labs? I don't. I switched to an online school that's through the same curriculum, and it's a private school thing, um, but they easily made the transition because it was the same school they'd been doing all along. And now actually I started my 18 year old and my 16 year old in that as well as ninth graders. So my oldest three, while well my oldest one's now in college, but my other two then are doing online high school. So I'm only around for the typical things like questions like that, that your typical high schooler that, you know, a typical parent might help with. So I'm pretty much hands off with them because they've got teachers, they've got all of that stuff to help them. So then I'm really only schooling um, eighth grade. So I'm schooling what? Eighth grade, fifth grade, um, two and second grade in kindergarten. So that leaves me with five. So in my brain, 
that's still that's a lot that's Isn't a lot that? oh it's so, only five this is this is jennifer <laughs> welcome we meet jennifer she's like the hardest working person superwoman that i know and I mean, like i am like, <laughs> struggling with two no she's superwoman she's superwoman so like we we all we all recognize that she is yeah. superwoman <laughs> Um, and I say all because the way Jennifer and I met is we were in the same mastermind group. Mm -hmm. And so we've known each other, what, for four years now or yeah. like four or five. Yeah. yeah. Cause your four yeah. year old was four year old was a baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It'll be four years this fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yes, she, she's, she's amazing. So when you have five grade levels like that, like I think, oh my gosh, five grade levels. And then planning for each would probably be like a half hour a day for each level or an hour a day for each level. And I quickly run out of time in the day. So like, how do you, how do you manage all that? And what does this look like? Well, I will say that I don't have to plan anymore because I've already done this several times. So okay. there really isn't any planning for me, but I realized that's only because I already did it that way. So I'm going to tap into that when I answer the question. Really those hours in the morning are golden. It's really important to get up before your kids. And I know how hard that can be sometimes. And I know, I'm not saying you have to get up at like five, right? I'm not necessarily saying that, but there's a, there's a lot to be said for getting up when the house is quiet and you can think through your day and you can look at what everybody's got to do, especially for you moms who this kid's gotta be in this class and that kid's gotta be in that class at this time. And you've gotta coordinate all of that, especially if kids are sharing laptops and all of that stuff. So really for me, it's looking at it on paper. It was having that time in the morning, planning it out on paper, being able to look at it visually and see where my problems were gonna be. And once I could visually see where the problems were gonna be, I could start to problem solve them and figure out that, you know, this is gonna, you know, this is ways I can overcome this or that. So really it's having a plan. And I realize it's taking precious time that you feel like you don't have, but that time that you take in the morning to get yourself up a little bit earlier and to think through a plan and to map out your day is it's gonna pay off in spades so much during the day because you're, you're not gonna be flying by the seat of your pants quite so much. Nothing ever goes totally according to plan. That's important to recognize, right? But when you start with a plan, it keeps all the wheels from falling, falling off the bus. That's always what I say. Like only a couple will fall off and, and you'll know how to recover because that way when things go awry, you can bring it back in. You can come back and say, okay, this still needs to happen today. This still needs to happen today, that sort of thing. So that is really important that you have that time to plan everything out, put it on paper. And then also don't forget that if you do have more kids, you know, more kids at home, you know, more than one kid at home doing school, don't forget like Joanne, in your case, your daughter might be able to help you with your son sometimes. And you d she does. She helps a lot. Yeah. For us, homeschooling is a family thing. Like just today, in fact, just right now, I hadn't gotten to my fifth graders health class yet. And my eighth grader is out on the deck giving him his health class for the day because it, I just ran out of time. So it's just it's just, it, it really is a family thing too. Yeah. And it's great for them too, because they're learning. I mean, I, I think the best way to like show that you've mastered knowledge is you have to teach it. So if you have kids yeah. teaching other kids already, the teacher has to be at that higher level and learn it to such a degree that they could teach it. So it's a really great thing for kids to do. I think many parents feel bad about it. Like they think that it should be their responsibility to do like all the teaching and instruction or deliver it mm -hmm. when really like it's a gift you're giving to your kid who is right. taking yeah. care of the younger one. 
Yeah. And, I'm, and it's amazing too. Sometimes I can just like feel like I'm beating my head against the wall with a concept with one of my kids and one of the siblings will, will step in and they'll teach them the same thing in a different way. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, I get it now. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> I said that like 20 times, right? But nope, nope. Three days and it took you 10 minutes. It's amazing how often that happens. And here's Here's another thing too, like, so my daughter's out there teaching health. My kids want to go to the beach this afternoon, right? That's what they want to do. So I'm like, all right, you want to do that. You got to pitch in and help out here. So this is what I need, you know, everything from the household stuff. Like you guys, you guys eat meals. You can help, right? This does not all fall on mom. It doesn't, especially when you now have the school too. So it's really good for kids to recognize, and this is a great time for them to learn. It's a give and a take, right? My kids want me to spend five hours at the beach today. Well, all right, you got to help in. I need help. I need this. I need that. So let's get to work, you know? Yeah. So like when you're planning out your morning, what are some of the basics that you plan into every day? Basics are knowing what the meals are going to be. That's huge. Even like breakfast and lunch. It's really smart. I love to pack my kids' lunches. My little kids, my older kids are on their own, right? I'm not making lunch for my older kids. But my little kids, we pack lunch bags the night before, like a lunch bag. They love it. There's no complaints. If I give them that food on a plate, half the time they'll complain about it. They pull it out of their lunchbox. It's like the greatest thing, right? It's so, that box. It has magical powers. It is. It, that's the second time we've heard that wonderful yeah. piece of advice and it's been the same response. So that's part of when you're going, okay, that's definitely a golden nugget right there. We talked sure. with yeah. a child therapist, uh, Dr. Lisa Bravo, and she says the best way is to have These either routines. have a lunch for kids to use during the day. So it's like that routine. They just pull out their own lunch when they need yeah. it. Yeah. And think about how used to routines your kids are. Think about how used to it they are. This class starts at this time and ends at this time. It's really helpful to do that same thing even when they're home, right? That, you know, and I, and I think it's also really big to have an end to the school day so that everybody knows what we're all pushing for so that we can all turn the page. Like nobody likes to feel like it's school all the time, right? right and it's right. exhausting. Yeah. So you can try to have an end and sometimes our end might be nine. I mean, seriously, the way some days go and that's okay, right? But um, back to your question. So planning, just I think meals are a big thing to plan. I think who's doing what, when is a really good thing to plan. So like, what could other people help me with versus what am I going to be doing today? So you kind of have that delegation ahead of time. Yes, ahead yeah. of time, right? right. So many times we, we forget about what our kids are actually capable of, even if it's just starting a project, even if it's just, this is what's for lunch pull this stuff out of the refrigerator, right? So that at least that stuff is done, you know? So thinking through those kinds of things are huge. And then also taking into consideration anything you have that's gonna take anybody outside of the house. Just being aware of the overall schedule of the day is big. Now in normal times, I do know a bit of your schedule. And you, you had the schedule on Wednesdays where it was everything going on. Yeah. You're laughing. <laughs> it was like everything no going thing, on. Huh? It was Jennifer was in the car all day, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Did you intentionally plan that or did everything just happen on the Wednesday? No, it's their activity. It's, it's, um, my kids are very involved in a, a homeschool music program and that's the day. And I just have all these kids that do all these different classes and then there's still the swim practice and there's still the church group and there's still the baseball practice and there's still the whatever after that. So it literally is just, it, 
No, but only because that's the only day it's offered. So it's just my day where I just know it's coming and I just, I just brace for it. And you just brace for it. Yeah. I was always like, wow, that's, that's a lot of time on the road. And I, I mean, you have so like, I could get into like all the superwoman qualities you have because <laughs> Like I've always, I'm always want to like, like take a little bit about like your energy or your, your planning. And those are things that you actually share on the intentional mom. I try to take what's in my brain and what I think it just kind of comes naturally to me, but also, you know, my life, right. Having nine people, there's just a lot to juggle. So I've had to learn it as I go too, but it's important to recognize too, that I just learned it one kid at a time, right? Like people hear you have nine kids and it's like, well, it's not like they all just showed up on my doorstep one day, right? I mean, there was one at a time, no twins. So there was one at a time. So that's, I mean, it's, it's great. And it's a lot and you have, you have this new product. It's simplified home and life toolbox. So that I have had, a, I've had a planner for like a year and that is a really great structure manual. But what I heard from my audience that moms need help with and busy women need help with help with so much is the execution is the day to day. So this particular product talks about meals and making not the cleaning like my house is so clean. I feel so good. But like, where can I stuff stuff so that I'm not going insane? Like it talks about stuff like that. Right. So like that's another big thing is you pick and choose what's going to matter to you. What are your things that matter to you? I don't like sticky kitchen counters. I don't like stuff on my floor and I don't like my living room where I can't sit down on a piece of furniture because it's covered with school books, right? So the toolbox gives you, helps you think through what your big things are and how you can come up with shortcuts to get it clean in three minutes or less. Oh, clean, wow. right? Clean in three clean, minutes. Clean. Left. Embrace the messiness. Clean. clean. Yes. Clean. <laughs> We're doing yeah. air quotes. <laughs> clean. Yes. Yeah. There's a time to get it clean, and then there's a time for clean, right? <laughs> but it's all about sanity. It ha- you have to feel, you know, you have to feel the sanity. You have to be sane because you're home. That's awesome. And we will put a link to that yes. in our show notes. Both, like that planner and the whole simplified. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, a lot of parents asking for that. Jennifer, you have shared so much with it, with us. And I just, I enjoy talking to you. I mean, I talk to you all the time, but I, I enjoy talking to you in this format as well. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. I, I would, I would, you know, you guys get all the props in the world. I am a homeschooling mom. You guys are school at home moms and they are two totally different things. So I am here to help. I'm here to help as much as I can. That is awesome. So a lot of golden pieces in there for us to take. I think that there's, especially the lunchbox is still, my mind is still lunchbox. blown with the lunchbox. Like I can't believe something that simple could make such a big deal, but I can see why. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. I always love talking with Jennifer because she gives me like some little tidbit or tip that I can use to make my life a bit easier. Well, and she also just makes it seem so achievable and, and non-stress. Like it does. It helps when, if, if you're somebody like me, I can get a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit high on the anxiety. Hearing someone talk about it calmly and logically, it's like, okay, this is doable. I can do this and not lose my mind. Yeah. So like what were some of the tips that you really liked from the interview? 
I really liked how she uh, did a good job of talking about how you can take off your your hat and have just focus on one role at a time. Yes. It's, a, it's like that whole thought process that we've talked about many times before about one day at a time. Like just focus on one hour at a time, one day at a time, just one job at a time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about everything. Yeah, I know dinner is in four hours. But that's in four hours. Right now I'm wearing the teacher hat. I find like I go the craziest when I'm trying to wear all the hats at once. Right, because they don't fit. You can't wear six hats at once. You never try? The (laughs) other day it was like I, I I have a sick cat. My cat's sick. And so I was trying to make dinner, deal with the sick cat, and help my daughter with her math homework. And it's just the scenario for a major meltdown on my part. Right. There's just too many things to have to worry about at one time, not worry about it, it solve, deal with all at one time. Yeah. And realistically, did it all have to be dealt with at that moment? No, it didn't. I could have just put on my I'm making dinner hat right then and not have to deal with anything else. Right. I love that tip. I love that tip she has about making time for all those hats. Also, the sign she puts on her office door. Yes, that's brilliant. Yes. Oh, I think we all like downloaded that sign right away and we're like, yes, we are going to put this where we're working so that our kids know that they need to think twice before coming in and asking a question. Well, and it brings them through the logical steps. Like, mm-hmm. I think we all have that. We, I mean, like as you and I have been working together on things, I feel like a lot of times I'm asking you questions that I would just pause her and go, do I really have to ask her this? Wait, let me think about where I can go next on this. And I think that's an important skill for your children to learn too, that, okay, before I jump to asking for help yes, and having someone help solve this, is this something that there are other ways that I can handle it? And this is something that translates into the classroom too. So if, uh, if and when your kids go back to school, uh, teachers a lot of the times have a saying, ask three before me. And it's just ask three people if they know how to solve the problem, uh, if it's like group work or if it's an activity, before going to the teacher. And that shows them how to also like outsource as well as uh, put themselves out there because they're less likely to ask their friends for help than they are to ask the teacher for help. They would rather figure it out themselves sometimes than ask their peers for help. Which what's the downside of figuring a problem out? Nothing. Yeah. You, you self-preserve, uh, like perseverance, you, you get to learn how to actually be self-sufficient and do something on your own. Yeah. Not a bad thing. What was like yesterday, uh, my daughter had a hard time getting onto her student council meeting, which was on a FaceTime and FaceTime was giving her all these messages and I was working at the time. And so I'm like, I can't, I can't help you. And she was really upset that I told her that I couldn't help her. And I checked in with her about 10 minutes later and I found her Googling for the answer. And I said, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have Googled for the answer. And evidently that was not the time because she pushed back at me more. I was even grumpier. <laughs> so it was it was rough. There was, was a lot rough. going there on on top of that. On. Yeah. But it forced her to take the steps I would have taken to solve the problem, except now she knows she has a way to solve the problem herself. And I'm just going to throw out one more thing about that sign that I love that also takes responsibility off of you. Yeah. You're not the one that has to say, stop, and did you try this? Mm-hmm. It's right there. Because they read it. Whenever your focus is broken, it takes so much time to recover that. So much time. It's all the interruptions. That's what really makes us go crazy. Right. <laughs> It's the fact that you just can't focus and you're trying to wear that one hat and you can't because the other hat just keeps getting thrown on top of it. Yeah. So it's uh, a mixture for insanity, I think. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So Jennifer was amazing. If you want to go learn more about her, she's at theintentionalmom.com. 
And uh, if you have been enjoying listening to the podcast, which we really hope you have, uh, give us a rating and review us. And next time we pick uh, a review each episode as we get going, uh, this is still an early episode, but as we get going, we're going to read some of your reviews on the air. And if we read your review, Ooh, what happens? we're going to send you a No Guilt Mom goodie. Yay! So make sure you rate and review us. And if you ever have any suggestions for the podcast, you can always email us at hello at noguiltmom.com. So remember that the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll see you later. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.